When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Hello, everybody. My name is Corey. I am joined, as always, by Brendan, and we are coming to you on Friday, Brendan, December 2nd. It is December. We are just days away from the winter meetings where hopefully something, anything, Brendan, happens for the Chicago Cubs. I got to say I'm feeling a little anxious, Corey, like seeing Jose Abreu go off the board. Like, you know, it's not the the end-all be-all, but it was a surprise seeing he signed for three years. I don't think many people expected he'd get three years. And then Zach Eflin going to Tampa Bay, three years as well. So, you know, it's this was to be expected, but it still makes me feel a little on edge. I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah, well, so a little inside baseball for everybody. Um, okay. I received a text from Brendan before recording oh, this podcast, oh, and you told me you were feeling spicy. I was tonight. Well, I felt I feel a little left out because you guys had the CHGO, you know, Thanksgiving party, and I wasn't yes. there. So, like, I feel a little left out. So, I'm not in like the best mood right now. And people talked about you. They did. Hopefully, yeah. it was good things. Well, Sometimes, you know, I'll let your imagination wonder. <laughs> oh man, my um, spiciness is going up. But. Yeah, I I still feel about the same. I I do get a little edgier every day, right? I think that's only natural. I'm I'm still trying to be patient. Nothing has really happened and uh, you know, when the two biggest moves I guess so far are, you know, Jose Abreu going to Houston um and Zach Eflin going to Tampa Bay. Yeah. I, you know, it like feels premature. Of course, it is premature to uh, be uh, having too strong of an opinion on what the Cubs are doing because it, no. it hasn't happened yet. The offseason well, has no, barely it's, started. and It's December. You know, it's yeah. now it's officially December. And it's like, I don't know, you look across the roster and it's... Uh, they have a lot just to like, do and they haven't done anything yet. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's like, you know, you don't, you're not hearing much either. Like this is, this is not, I'm not like waving red flags over here. It's just like, I'm preparing my mind for the next three weeks. It's going to be crazy in the next three weeks. Like this is like, we're going to know where the direction of this team is very soon. Yeah. So uh, again, it's, you know, really just impatience on my end. I just want the Cubs to be good and I want them to start 
that process as soon as they possibly can. So I realize uh, wash them, wash Korea sign with someone else tomorrow. Why would you even say that? <laughs> I'm in a weird mood. Uh, I told apparently. you. I, and I mean, yeah. at the very least, they you know we we will have our guy uh, Ryan Herrera at the winter meetings. Um, oh. I believe he is headed out on Sunday. So I, I'm I'm hopeful that he has a lot to do. When he gets uh, to, it's, it's can he join the negotiation? Well, and here's a better question: uh, mm. Why are you not going to the winter meetings? I don't know. You know, if they want to like fly me out, I'll gladly go. They, they, I mean, you live there. I think the Cubs don't want me there. I they don't think, shouldn't you know, want you there. That's true. Is Tommy Hotty going to be there? Probably not. <laughs> well, I don't want to go then. Yeah. Um, so yes, so that is, you know, kind of one of the I forgot things, it was in my area. You're right. I should go. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. yeah. One of the, one of the things to sort of set the table obviously is, is yes, things will start hopefully, you know, this weekend, uh, you know, maybe beginning Sunday, but then, you know, of course, during the week, um, hopefully things pick up. I know Jeff Passan has been saying that he expects things to pick up. Uh, at these winter meetings, just with so little having gone on so far, everybody finally having the opportunity to be back together doing this in person, and you know, really hopefully kicking some stuff off. Um, so we'll we'll talk about again, you know, uh, without the Cubs doing much of anything, you know, we're still sort of in this area where kind of reading the tea leaves, seeing what people are talking about, seeing where the conversations are heading, and checking in on all of that stuff. And, and that is, uh, you know, really where we are at, at the moment. Um, so that is, uh, what we are going to do, Brendan, that is, that is what we primarily have to do today. And I, I guess before we jump into some of the more current rumors, you and I have not spoken. Uh, I was in, in studio with Luke Ryan and Cody earlier this week and, you know, they, uh, on, on their episodes and, you know, a little bit with me, we, we talked about some of the Jose Abreu stuff, but I, I did just want to give you an opportunity. Do, do you have any strong opinion on that either way now that that, you know, that is something we kicked around a lot, um, you know, now that that is obviously uh, over with, he's going to Houston. It's disappointing that Abreu signed for three years, 50 and a half million. That, that's my takeaway. It's disappointing that the Cubs didn't get him, of course, but more so because that is how the market shaped up. And that's where my mind is going with the Cubs because they can plan perfectly. They could have the perfect plan, but you have to execute and the market has to fall your way. And sometimes that's out of your control. Yeah, well, and it's it's a good example of I think we talked about this uh, maybe last week or a couple weeks ago. It's sometimes hard for me to remember because um, I talk about John Lester all the time when oh, exactly I said something. Uh, but you know, uh, you know, n- no situation is the same. It's not apples to apples, but it is sort of or something peaches where to roses. right, it peaches to roses. Yeah, um, whatever it's saying is, but like. The Giants believed that they were going to get John Lester, and he chose to go to the Cubs, right? Yeah. Out of their control. Right. It's out of their control. Even if they put a better offer, I don't remember if they did or not. I think they were close. Um, he wanted to go to the Cubs. He got sold on the Cubs by Theo yeah. Epstein, right? And again, not the same situation, but like, you know, Jose Abreu was offered, I would think, the longest deal that he was offered to a team that just won the World Series. Yeah. Like, it's it, it's tough to beat that, and it's tough to argue with somebody choosing that, 
right? But it's different and, to say this, like, to be like, all right, you know, I wouldn't have done that deal. That's that, like, I agree with that. It's different than being like, oh crap, like the market is not working out the way I thought it was going to sure. work out. That's the concern yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, that is uh, always going to be the case um, in a situation like, like this. Like, let me give like for an, for for an example. Let let's say of the short stops out there, every one of them, their expected deal is actually larger than what was expected. Let's say you know Korea goes for like ten years, three hundred eighty mil. Mm-hmm. Xander for like eight years, two hundred twenty mil. Trey Turner like three hundred mil. Uh, Dansby two hundred mil. Like, of course. There's an argument to be had like, oh, you know, those were overpaced and I'm okay because the Cubs don't want to have that risk. No, it's like disappointing because they missed out on these guys and the market shaped up to be really aggressive in an unexpected fashion. That's that's like my fear. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I you know, look, I mean, I think that's the fear of every team, right? Like ultimately... Yeah. Guys have to make decisions. They can prioritize years. They can prioritize dollars. They can prioritize proximity to winning, though typically that doesn't seem to always win out. That certainly wasn't the case last offseason, right? When you look at uh, guys like Corey Seager, Marcus Semien, yeah. Javi Baez, all going to bad teams that still are bad. Um, we'll see, right? But yeah, I, I, I didn't have a strong feeling about Abreu. I liked the idea, but, you know, Moving on. Um, it's a position that Jed has openly talked about, you know, kind of maybe coming from the outside, and um, we'll see how they decide to address that. Uh, yeah. Speaking of the shortstops, what I do want to talk about, and, I, you know, I don't know if this will be the bulk of the discussion. We'll see how what, spicy, indeed, Brendan is feeling. Okay. Um, I feel like one thing we haven't done, right? You and I have talked about how we feel about these shortstops. Um, and I think this I do remember, uh, a different John, but I do remember when I said this and it was the last episode. I, I, I expressed, I'm not like John Heyman's biggest fan, right? I don't know him as a person. I have no idea about anything, you know, him personally. His reporting, his clearly, you know, feeding stuff from agents, stuff like that, his throwing out of rumors. He, he's not my guy, right? He's not one of those guys where if he says it, I go, oh man. Do you have a guy? Um, I like Ken. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do. I, I think if Ken said something, I would probably take it pretty seriously. I, I think mean, Ken's then I'd my have to guy. think about it. Passon too. I, I tend to, I tend to trust Jeff Passon. Okay. Um, but I think I, I'm saying all this about John Heyman because he, in his predictions on Thursday suggested Dansby to the Cubs. So what I mm. I don't I don't take that as something where I'm now thinking, oh man, they're they're gonna get Dansby Swanson if <laughs> Some John Heyman are. said it. That's not the point. The point though is I don't think we ever really did a dive on Dansby Swanson. Like what if he is their guy? Like let's talk about that. And let's talk about what he would bring and what that roster would look like if if that's the move that they make. Okay. So <clears throat> initially, right, the first thing, and I was talking about this with uh, some folks at the CHGO office, um, I don't know how much it's worth, Brendan. You can tell me if they have a formula for this. Uh, I don't think that Fangraphs calculates this in war. But Dansby Swanson and Nico Horner is your middle infield. 
easily, I think, the best defensive middle infield. Yeah. Also the most By attractive. Far. <laughs> by far does absolutely. that is that is that in f4 do they bake that in they should you yeah. know i think it's an extra like two war mm-hmm. combined with those right. guys because it's intimidating the other yep. team is like wow so geez. i know well it's kind of distracting too like a group of models out here i know um so dansby <laughs> to me if i were ranking these shortstops i think there is a one through three and a a gap and four, right? And there's yeah. gaps between one through three, but I, I I do find myself believing, and I think a lot of other people are in this camp, there's a, 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 a sizable gap between the top three and then Dansby Swanson, who I would put at four. But let's say he is the guy, right? The, the, the terms work, it's in Jed's favor, whatever it is, right? What are we looking at in a player in Dansby Swanson, what of the Cubs noted holes and issues that they're trying to solve would he fill? What of Jed's promises or, you know, things he wanted to address in this offseason would Dansby fill? And I think the the last question for us tonight is where would they go from there, right? How do they continue, if that was the move, how do they continue building out a team that is competitive in 2023 if that is the move. So the first that's a lot of questions and that's I don't want lot. you to answer Jeez. all of them. Okay. That was like a, you know, like a college essay later. prompt. Yeah. Yeah, it was like an ACT prompt. I mean, don't get me started. Um in a vacuum, how would you feel if he was the guy? Oh. <sighs> I mean, when you say in a vacuum, am I considering like the money or just in, you know, like my expected contract? I think that's, you know, like a, it's a two-part question, right? Because like, so I I was, I was reading some of the discussion today on on social media um, and it was put, well, I'm, I'm blanking on where, whose tweet this was. So I apologize uh, for, for not properly citing this but the the general sentiment was like I would be glad that they got one of the four right he's not my favorite but I would be glad that they got one of the four and then I would judge the rest of the offseason but there does seem to be this like pessimism or or Mm. sin you know cynicism of like I don't even want Dansby Swanson right Mm. so that that I think is the first question like are are you interested? Would you be happy that they got one of the four players out there? Would you be happy that they were spending money? Like, because it does feel a little weird to even ask that question, right? We're all sitting here for a couple years now going, spend money, spend money, get good players that put up positive war instead of negative war, go get good players. And then like people are kind of preemptively <laughs> complaining like, no, 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 not on that guy though, right? right? Like, so how do you feel... Without knowing the terms, we can discuss what terms would be acceptable, but like, are you interested at all in Dansby Swanson's services? You have to be. Like, he's he's a good baseball player, right? Yeah. Like, to say, yeah. oh, you know, screw Dansby Swanson. No, like, he's, was a, a, he was a six and a half one player. There's a reason why he's going to get nine digits, okay? There's, there's a reason why. It's a matter of what that looks like in the whole picture. So if the Cubs had an Aaron Judge already, if they had an offense that was crushing already, 
then I might sign up for Dansby Swanson on defense alone, given what the roster looks like. The 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 issue right now at the current Cubs team is that money seems to be best spent on getting offense and getting a bat. And my concern with Dansby is that the bat isn't strong enough to project beyond three years. And the reason for that is when we look at what he does well and what he doesn't do well, what he does well is he hits for decent power, but what he doesn't do well is he whiffs a ton and he whiffs a lot more than guys who hit for more power. So that's my concern. Typically, when you have a whiff rate, in Dasby's case, of almost 29-30%, those are whiff rates in the tiers that you see of guys like Kyle Schwarber and Patrick Wisdom and Aaron Judge. And those guys hit the ball the hardest of anyone in the league, and they hit home runs at rates that very few guys do. So with Dansby, even though he still is hitting for power 25 home runs uh, plus in the past two seasons, it's that the likelihood of that happening over the course of the next three, four, five years is, is, is low because he whiffs so much. And it's, it's, it's not like just, oh, he's not going to hit 25 home runs. It's not really that. It's the overall bulk sum of his value. Like if you whiff that much, you have to hit for more power than 25 home runs. It's just, it has to happen. Typically, when you try to project guys with those traits, you have to have that power. And Dasby doesn't have that. The defense is top tier. That's the cool part about his game is if you watch him, you already see the athleticism off the charts. You see that defensive range is the best in the league. It's better than Nico's. It's better than Correa's. It's better than Trey Turner's. It's better than Xander's by far. So that's not a concern. Although you might want to get a little picky and you look at that arm strength. And over the last three seasons, it has ranked in the bottom 15th percentile. So the arm strength might be an issue. Uh, how he ages and that defensive value uh, is affected by like diminishing athleticism is maybe an argument worth having given the arm strength is not quite there. So... That's a long-winded answer to say, I'm interested, but the money has to be right. I don't think the money's going to be right. He's expected right. to get around $140 million. I think what Jed has done in the last two years has been extremely conservative. And my guess is Jed is likely inclined to give that type of money to a better hitter. And that would be my inclination too. I would not mm-hmm. want to sign Dansby, given what else is out there, if they do sign him, then I have to see what the what the rest of the roster looks like. But right. I don't see it working. I don't see Dansby being a good fit for this team. And if it means you have to spend an extra 20, 30, 40 million to get Xander or Correa, you have to freaking do it, dude. Sure. Like you need offense on this team. Yeah, I, I think that's my initial reaction as well. So when I, I have one more, you know, thought on that and then we'll we'll take our first sponsor break. And then I want to get into kind of, okay, that's our initial thought, but what if they did it, right? And then like, okay, let's let's continue talking about what that looks like and how the 2023 Cubs get better and, and build around it. That is generally my thought, right? I, I think the issue with the money and the contract, right, with what it's projected at is, of course, not that the Cubs don't have that money, but how much does Jed have to spend? right? And if he has a certain budget, 
is it best spent there, right? I think that's the issue, and I, I agree with you that, to me, I would push it and go get one of the guys that you can really bet on their bat aging and playing well for right. you know a long duration of that contract. Like, like if you look, like not to interrupt you there, but just to go off that point, right? When you talk about aging and that contract, like Dansby's offense in 2021, Woba of 322. He still hit 27 home runs, but he only had a Woba of 322 or 330, yeah, 322. Like Steamer and all these other projections already have him at a Woba of 315 next year. That's like Nico's range, Corey. So he doesn't have the profile, to your point, that suggests he will age well. Right. And look, if if he could be the player that he was in 2022, or even a semblance of that for the majority of that contract, wonderful, right? Sign me up. The floor is pretty high. If he's not, right, you, you know, you go back through most of his career, uh, once he was a, a full-time starter and kind of had his legs under him, uh, you know, kind of starting in like 2018, I guess, when he was 24. Floor is, is pretty good, but is that enough? And, and, and are, like, are you gambling on that, right? Like, you look back through his career, um, and, I, and I think, you know, there, there was some articles that I saw that, um, you know, a friend of the podcast, Jeff Everson, had mentioned that, you know, he had battled some anxiety, some mental health stuff that he had worked through, and the results have been better on the field. But, you know, how that all plays into it, I, I have no idea, right? But you look back through his career, uh, his first full year playing, you know, uh, the bulk of a season um, was 2017. 63 WRC plus, 2018, 79, 2019, 91 WRC plus, shortened 2020, 60 games, 115 WRC plus, 2021, 160 games, 99 WRC plus, and then last year, 116, right? So the ceiling on offense, even when he's hitting 25 homers, he drove in 96 runs last year, still just a 116 WRC plus, right? It's He's not blowing the cover off the ball and, you know, leading the league in terms of his offensive production. So to me, my initial thing with Dansby, man, is if Jed is so scared by Jason Hayward, and there is so much that happened with Jason okay. Hayward. He got hurt. We're not relitigating that. We literally don't ever have to talk about that Are again. Are you comparing Dansby to Jason Hayward? What I'm comparing okay. is if Jed is afraid of a long-term contract that ages poorly and you end up with a guy who got drafted and started his career with the Braves who is basically only a defensive player because he can't hit doesn't that feel like Dan it might be Dan You're, Z Swanson that, that's a I'm not comparison. saying that's going to happen I mean you are like, No I'm not kind of. I'm I'm clear I'm definitely not saying that's going to happen but I'm saying if this whole premise that Jed doesn't like these long-term deals is at least somewhat related to the Hayward contract and and how that played out, or you know other long-term contracts that didn't play out, isn't this the one that you would look at and go, well, there's a lot of parallels so. here, so it might be this one, right? It's a guy who's coming off his career best offensive year that doesn't align with the rest of his career from like from the Braves right like great glove but how does it age you know et cetera, et cetera. like 
so it just it it would seem weird to me. But again, like and and I'll I'll throw it to you and let you do the break here, and we can continue talking about this. I guess it's the Dansby episode. Yeah. But it you know maybe it'll happen. So I think it's good to do a, a little primer on him. Um. All right. I, I you know I, I'll 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 throw it to you. But I I I would echo what you said. Like my initial thought is he is a good baseball player. He just had a great season, right? In a vacuum. I would love to have him on the Cubs, right? He is a a good baseball player. He's an excellent defender. He would bring a lot to a good baseball team. For the Cubs right now, on the contract it might take, and not knowing how much money they actually are going to spend around it. who else is out there? I I don't love it, right? right? My initial reaction, I don't love it, but that's not to say he is not a good baseball player and that I would not welcome him playing on the Cubs, right? Yeah. There's just a lot of other factors and context that make it a lot easier, Brendan, to say, oh, they signed Carlos Correa? Great. Cool. I don't need to think about anything else. I'm so excited about that. <laughs> you know, Xander Bogarts, great. Awesome. I'm, I'm perfectly excited about that. I, I, I don't even know if I care what, the, what else they do, right? Yeah. It's just a, it's just a, a slightly different thing. All right, uh, we're going to skip our ad break because uh, Dansby Swanson is a sensitive topic tonight. But uh, first <laughs> ad break here from our sponsor, Shady Rays. Shady Rays, they never understood why sunglasses were so expensive. So they set out to change it. You don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this fall because our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. Shady Rays are premium, polarized shades. Featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles catered to everyone and every lifestyle. The best part about Shady Rays, they have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear, lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. If you drop them in the lake, off a cliff, anything they will replace them even with that strong of a protection program they still manage to make quality that i can tell you holding in my hand seems just as good as any expensive pair that i have ever worn shady race customers seem to agree with over 200,000 five-star reviews they also provide 10 meals to fight hunger in america with every order placed and have donated over 20 million meals to date they stand behind their product and told our team if that anyone has a problem they throw profit out the window and do what it takes to get it right free returns and exchanges either love the shades or shady rays will pay to ship them back that's it exclusively for our listeners shady races running their deepest deal of the season perfect timing for the holiday season use code chgo for 50 percent off two or more pairs at shadyrays.com buy one get one free if you want like a black color shade a lighter brown color shade i have those you can get two pairs for as low as 54 dollars redeem only at shadyrays.com where you can find all their newest and best shades second break here from our sponsor game time game time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports concerts 
and shows if you ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could, like the 50-yard line, courtside behind home play for this upcoming season, floor seats at a concert, it's possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought you could never buy. You will not find a better deal this season on Bears games. There's an upcoming Bear game this weekend. You will not find better deals on the upcoming Bulls games. Holiday season coming up as well. Might be a little bit more crowded, more difficult to get tickets. Game Time is the app to get those tickets at the best price. It's created by the fans, for the fans. And you know, when you go on this app, you will get that lowest price. If you love CHGO, then you will love Game Time. And the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in this description. You can join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. And if you're going to the Bears game on Sunday or just want to hang out with some lovely folks on Sunday morning, we do have another official CHGO tailgate on Sunday morning. It starts at 8.30. The CHGO lot is on the corner of Michigan and Roosevelt. Drinks, food, all included. Uh, check the description for this podcast uh, for ticket info. Visit allchgo.com. Uh, ask any of us, uh, but they are a good time, uh, and we'll get you ready for the game. Like I said, if you're going to the game, of course, you can get your tickets on game time. If you are not, uh, come to the tailgate and then head out to watch the game uh, wherever you plan on doing you so. You were at the last tailgate, weren't you, right? I was, yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I heard it was fun, you know, I mean, yeah. even though you were there. It was a good time. Uh, it was It was cold. So my okay. uh, picture taking ability was a little hampered. I, I was don't. Disappointed. I, I I do need a, a good pair of gloves, Brendan. Let me tell you. Okay. So uh, I am. Do you have I, any? I have lived in many winters in many different states, and I don't really own a good. Can pair you of just gloves, not so. wear like baseball gloves? Yeah, I have baseball gloves laying oh, around. I thought just from my does. baseball career. Yeah, Brendan. I have like four pairs. All right. Anyway, yeah. Louisville like Slugger, said, Franklin. You know the, the 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 tailgates are a good time. Drinks, food. Football, Chicago, it's a, a wonderful time. Check it out. Link in the description for more information. Uh, back to Dansby. Back okay. to Dansby. Um, let's lay out this scenario for you, Brendan. Let's say that the rumors come to fruition and the Cubs sign Christian Vasquez. So they have gone full in on a defensive-minded catching core. Let's say Dansby's the guy. You do, one thing I will say about this is that those moves paired together, really good up the middle. If you brought in a, a quality center fielder, say Kevin Kiermeyer, Cody Bellinger, someone that's going to be good in center field, you have vastly improved your defense, especially up the middle, right? You still have some questions, I, who's playing third base, who's playing first base, where are you getting any power from in that lineup? I don't know right? But you have really improved your defense, like a lot. Mm. And that, of course, is very valuable. Also, really helps your pitching staff, right? So in in if that were the, the starting point, I'm interested in all of that, right? That sounds good. Defense is good. The Cubs, at times in the last couple years, have not been good defensively. They've been sloppy, in some categories, and of course, the hallmark, one of the hallmarks, I wouldn't call it the hallmark, would I, 
of the 2016 Chicago Cubs who no. won the World Series. World Series, correct, yes. Was a historic defense. One of the best defenses of all, of time. all time. Yeah. Um, maybe it was their hallmark. I don't know. I mean, they were good at everything. What was their hallmark, Brendan? I mean, everything, Corey. Pitching, hitting, defense. Yeah, they were really good. The 2016 they had the, they had the speed. The World they had the power to be no. the best in the whole league, not in just the whole national league. league. Correct. World Series champion, actually. Yes. So I I love that, but so like that's the starting point, right? That stuff, all good, good things. The question though, with Dansby, that I think the other three shortstops answer more clearly is. One of the things that Jed Hoyer has laid out and talked about is the need for power in the offense. Mm-hmm. He also explicitly stated that the best teams blow teams out, right? The group that I just laid out, maybe it gets us closer to that than the 2022 Cubs, but is that really accomplishing that goal in earnest? No. No right? So let's say that's how they start this offseason. Our guy Ryan Herrera heads to San Diego, and the first two things he gets to report on are Christian Vasquez and Dansby Swanson and maybe a defensive-minded center fielder. Where is the power coming from? What are other moves around a group like that that this team can make or that you would be interested in that would kind of get this group to being as competitive as they want, as we want them to be, and also right. accomplishing some of those goals. Like, where is the power coming from? Where is this offense's ability to blow teams out? Because while I like some of the stuff about that group, I'm not seeing the answers to those questions. No, this from a whole offensive standpoint, that wouldn't cut it. Wilson's not going to be back, likely. He was the team's best hitter last year with a 357. Woba, the second best hitter on that team, was Ian Happ at 339. Very good. WRC plus of 120. Very respectable. But that is not your best bet. It shouldn't be your best bet going into the year. Your best bet should be a guy who's 375 plus as like your minimum floor on your projection. So even if Dansby signed, his projection right now by Steamer is 315. His zips projection will probably be similar to that range. So how do they go out and get power? Bellinger is a guy who's had that history, but he's been one of the worst hitters in the league the last couple of years here. So it's very difficult to see them go out and improve dramatically in offense if you fill those two plugs up on your team with with Dansby and, and with Bellinger. Like if you look at the allotted probability for each position right now on the current Cubs team. You have Ian Happ in left field majority of the time. Uh, Seiya right field majority of the time. Nico, if they sign a shortstop, second base the majority of the time. Uh, you know what that means for Patrick Wisdom and Christopher Morrell and the first base situation in Rivas and Mervis. That's all up in the air. You can fill your power deficiencies in those areas can you get someone that's going to be stable to play those positions? The first base position right now is kind of hit or miss, right? You can go out and get Trey Mancini. You can go out and sign Josh Bell, who's probably demanding a decent amount of money, but 
you know, he has his own issues too that make a lot of people uncomfortable, especially with that second half last season. So he's not a guy, you know, if you want pure power, maybe you gamble on Joey Gallo. You can play first base, Corey. He whips more than anyone in the league. Uh, It's difficult to see it working out for this team. If you want to blow teams out, you you don't lead with signing Dansby Swanson and Cody Bellinger as your top two guys. Like that's not how you do it. And maybe the 2023 Cubs won't blow teams out. Like maybe that's Jed's goal. No, no, no. You listen, man, the division's right there. Like, but who are you talking to? Like, yeah, duh. (laughs) I think that I'm talking about them. Like we know, look, if you and I had our way, right? Like they'd be spending a lot more money and we wouldn't be having this conversation because they would have signed probably Aaron Judge and Carlos Correa within the first five minutes of the (laughs) offseason. But we're not. As always, we're operating within the way the Cubs are operating, whether we like it or not. Yeah. I. I, I so, like, right. I, I, I'm with you. Like, you look at Vasquez. Vasquez has a, a potential to be, you know, maybe like, like last year at a 99 WRC+. plus. He's had some seasons right. that were a little above. He's had some seasons that were below. He has the potential, at least, to not be a, a horrible hitter. Oh, maybe dude. closer to league average. This is the problem, though. We're talking about yes, like Vasquez right. as an offensive contributor, Corey. No, 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 no. I, I'm getting there, right? Okay. So I'm saying, like, he's maybe, maybe going to be close to league average, if he's probably league average, a little I'll, bit I'll below. Be, I'll be, like, actually surprised. Right. I'm saying that there's a, a, maybe a whiff of a chance because he was close last year. But then you look at, like, Dansby, who even in his best year, six and a half worst season, you know, uh, was like 16% above league average in terms of overall offensive production. Whatever you would think of Kiermaier, Bellinger, whoever you're throwing out there, whatever, right? They're probably not going to be a league average hitter. So that's just, that's not solving a lot of those issues, you know? And it would be, you know, good to be a, a team that can pitch and field really well. Like you can win games, you know, that way. But the easier thing, right? Like there's there's some shortstops out there that are just routinely putting up 130, 140 WRC plus seasons. That's just the easier solution to all of this, mm. isn't it? Like maybe you can look at swinging some trades for somebody playing third, somebody playing first, I mean, center field, if there's a, an, you know, I don't know, right? But if you're if you're looking for power, if you're looking for oomph in this lineup, that the there's just three guys that I think just represent a better way of doing it, and I think the roadmap to accomplishing that, while I like some of these hypothetical moves, it still just leaves a lot of questions unanswered. And you know, of course, look like I, I hope that they give Matt Mervis an opportunity in whatever capacity, and I hope he just keeps keeps hitting homers like he was in the minors, but you can't bet on that. And you certainly can't predict that that's just going to go swimmingly, right? So the power's got to come from somewhere, man. And it just isn't going to come from Dansby, even though he's a good player. And I like some of the stuff that this hypothetical group would be able to do. It's difficult to imagine it working out. Uh, I can easily see the Cubs in the worst case scenario, just accepting the way the mark is shaped out and ultimately signing Bellinger, signing Joey Gallo, and seeing how everything shapes out for the season and try to hit their top tier projection, go to the trade deadline, 
make a few moves, bolster that team, and go for the division. I, that sounds terrible, right? Because you're missing out. <laughs> you're laughing because you're missing out on these top tier free agents. But I can see that happening. There's just so many, so many cards need to fall for the Cubs right now for for this to work out. It's it's ugh, like I don't like. It, where else do you see the offense besides one of these shortstops? Right. right. So it's, and they're it's not going to trade spot. for anyone either. They don't I, have I, the guys to trade for anyone right now. Yeah, I, I think ultimately it's a weird spot in that I think I would be. I want them to spend money. I want them to get good players. Dansby is a good player. And I I would like, I would be happy to have him on the team because he's better than most of the players on the Cubs, right? I have a question for you. Sure. Trey Turner, Dansby Swanson. Trey Turner's projected salary, maybe around 220, 250. Uh, Dansby Swanson. 120 to 150, that range. Who do you want? Turner. That's an interesting conversation. I don't, I don't, I, I like Trey Turner. I'm very skeptical about Trey Turner's uh, athleticism, aging. There's not many guys in history that age well with Turner's skill set. That's, that's an interesting one. Yeah. I mean, I would be. Because you're going to get a lot of your value up front from Trey, right? And the Cubs may not be in position to, to, uh, yield maximum value in 2023 and 2024, right? They better in 20, I mean, 23, I'll <laughs> give I mean, them like, like a, so let's here's, just be the I bring 24, that up, they better. I know. The reason I bring that up is just because, you know, we're talking about, you know, these shortstops and how the rest of the roster shapes out. And my mind is thinking like, all right, well, you know, what if they miss out on these trade targets that they might hypothetically be considering what do they miss out on fulfilling you know your your holes at first base center field it just doesn't shape out and the two remaining guys in the market are trey turner and dansby swanson and you're doing the math and you say all right trey turner is going to give you this probability of making the playoffs dansby swanson this probability of making the playoffs if you look at both those guys in the one and two year window given where the cubs currently are it might make sense to go with dansby at a hundred million dollars less like I, that's how I see Dansby being on yeah, this team. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like as a worst case scenario type situation. Like I don't. Well, and I mean, I I do want to keep like framing that correctly, right? Like, cause it, like, is it the worst case scenario? It is. It is it, of this group. Yeah. But like, we want them to spend money and get good players. Like, I'm not. I guess like to to finish this off, and you know, we'll talk about something else when we come back from our last sponsor break. But like, I. I I don't agree with the notion. Like some people are, like I said, preemptively like mad that they would even consider signing Dansby Swanson. Like I don't feel that way, right? I would have a question of how the roster gets built around it because you're not capitalizing on what I think the best skill that these shortstops available provide is, which is consistent offense and slug, right? you're going with the worst option in those categories. But he's a good player, man. Like, And I want them to spend money and be committing money to good players. And I, I'm i not sure I, I get the notion from some that they're like ups, upset at even the idea. Well, I think the, the reason they're upset is just because they're preemptively being let down by missing on these free agents. It's not dancing sure. that they're upset about. No, I, I, I get that. But, you know, in like the, in the same... 
conversation. Like, let's say the Twins offered Carlos Correa a 10 or 11-year deal, right? Like, I would get it if Jed was like, hey, Dansby's going to take six. I'm going to do that. But then, but right? So here's 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 how I'm my, not advocating for, I, know, I, like, I, know, I want I know, Correa. I know. You but know I want Correa. Say, this is what I was getting at at the start of the podcast with, with losing down Jose Abreu. Like, yeah, of course, you don't want to accept that risk, but it's the it's the lack of moves previously that got you into a position that if you miss out on yes. someone like this, then you screwed up. Like okay. you didn't you that's, didn't play yeah. the market correctly. So that's, that is that is fair. Yes. Yeah. You see my that point. Is fair. That's what I'm trying yes. to say. That's why. Like, uh, I'm, I'm not going to get on this because I, I I keep thinking about it. I keep telling you this off air, but like I can't I, I can't let this Wilson Contreras trade thing go. Like that that that's messed up, dude. Like they they're going to get a 75th overall draft for Wilson Contreras. That's all they're going to get for him. That is, it's not to put blame on Jet. I'm not saying. Well, that. and you know what's interesting, <laughs> just to <laughs> rile you up probably okay. more. Thanks. You know what? You know if you did sign Dansby, you know where you could get offense from. What? Wilson Contreras. I mean, I've been saying that, right? I, well, no, I know. I'm saying like, but gee, had you you know handled that situation better <laughs> and figured out a way to keep him, yeah. you know when what, how it would be more tolerable to have maybe a, a, a not the best hitting uh, defensive first shortstop is right. if you had Wilson Contreras well, and let him DH and, or you know and do whatever. That's my thing. Like maybe the market shapes out in a way that bringing Wilson no. back like actually might make sense, no. but. I Brendan, always he he took a meeting with the St. Louis Cardinals. It's it's over. I don't know, man. Baseball is weird. Sometimes the market's weird. All right, quick ad break here from our sponsor, Foco. Uh, Chicago, you've already got the best coverage for your favorite team, so get fitted out in the best sports gear around. Foco has you covered from Soldier Field to the living room, north or south side, with hoodies, slippers, signs, bobblehead, and everything in between. Get decked out like DeMar with apparel from the leader in sports merch and collectibles, FOCO. Looking for the perfect gift for the football fan in your life? FOCO has you covered with hoodies to fight that Lake Michigan breeze. Check out FOCO.com or click the link in the description below. For all non-presale items, use the promo code CHGO for 10 10% off. Last break here from our sponsor, DraftKings. DraftKings is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. It's my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. You can get great same-game parlay odds. It's very easy to bet. You have fast payouts, player props, or options. Right now, new customers can get the Best deal out there, you can bet just $5 in any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same game parlay and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use code CHGO. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions do apply. See show notes for details. 
So last thing on the shortstops, I did just want to note, um, and, you know, this is from, you know, his agent, so, uh, you know, it is what it is, but um, I believe it's Boris uh, that reiterated Xander Bogarts is playing shortstop. So I know that that was something that maybe at at, at points he seemed like the most uh, potential to, to move. You know, it's like if the Cubs wanted him to play, I don't know, third and let Nico stay at short or... Boris says no. Boris says he's I mean, at least for now, you know. For now. Yeah, right. That's why I say it's like, you know, yeah. it's from his agent, so who knows. But the the implication is that they are speaking to teams and yeah. negotiating like he wants to be a shortstop. I mean, like, what else do you expect uh, your agent to say? Like, oh, you know what? He'll play second base or third base. No, you're like, you're operating from your highest leverage. Yeah. So, but I, I mean, I, it's just the only data point we had on that. So I just know that there had been some discussion of maybe he was more likely to move than someone like Correa. Right. Uh, and at least according to their camp, that is not how they feel. So yep. uh, that is uh, where that is. Um, I do want to read, uh, and this was pointed out to me uh, by friend of the podcast, Greg Zumak at Ivy Futures on Twitter. Uh, the 2023 competitive balance rounds and picks came out for the MLB draft, Brendan. And you know who's not getting any? Mm. Hmm. The St. Louis Cardinals. That, that's so fair. what Greg pointed out on Twitter, and I am, when I say I am like positive that this is not a coincidence, <laughs> I really believe this. In 2014, Theo Epstein, uh, on record, Speaking about the Cardinals receiving competitive balance picks, they are the last organization that needs an annual gift. 2021, Greg continues to point out, Theo Epstein starts to work in the MLB office and with the office of the commissioner as a consultant. A mere two years later, Brendan, the Cardinals are no longer receiving a competitive balance pick. He still works for the Cubs. I believe wholeheartedly that he his hand was in this i mean there's no doubt right i don't think so yeah i mean what else so what else he's gonna do that i have invented in my head (laughs) he has been working tirelessly to make that happen he just couldn't do it as quickly as he wanted but he's getting it done can he get the cubs sander bogarts can that happen that i don't know Hmm. Yeah, there's. I mean, out. there's a connection there. Christian Vasquez, I think, and Bogarts are close friends. David Ross has a connection to both of them. So, okay, I don't know. All right. Well, I mean, thank you, Theo. You know. Yeah, absolutely. He still works for the Cubs. Um, yeah, you know, look, I he I didn't see him on the the Green Monster. You know, in the, eating hot dogs. Oh, he, uh, you know, he loves Chicago more than Boston. Of course he does. Yeah, I mean, like, this World Series was, like, his most important. He we wouldn't get that. to hang out with Eddie Vedder if he—well, no. he probably did, but yeah. it's easier that he's—you uh, know, he worked for the Cubs. I mean, just look at what happened, you know? He's, like, on top of, like, Murphy's and everything after they won the World Series. Like, he, right. of course he loves Falling Chicago. into the basket. It's Chicago is like his love. We all know yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, can he uh, call his, you know, his friend Jed and tell him to stop being so conservative? You think he does what? that? I don't know. You know, I have wondered that. Like, if, you know, like, really, I wondered that at the 2021 trade deadline, like, what Theo thought about that. You know, like, and do they talk about that? That I would be fascinated to know. I mean, I can go go down there and ask Jed this week, you know? 
Because, like, what I always wonder and stuff like that is, like, they're friends. And, like, you, you know, you watch Theo enough. Like, Theo's – he has some, you know, like, let's say broish tendencies, right? Like, I, I I can imagine how he texts his friends is what I mean by that. If you like, were the GM, would you talk to me about moves? Like, and you're still you? Yeah. Like, well, I mean, what else is – like? What, well, that's is there not a, a good comparison. Theo and Jed both worked for the team. That's true, I guess. My point is, I like, still do you talk to you? No, I've seen wow, tweets. what the hell, dude? No, that's no. disheartening. I'm gonna leak a rumor to you, and then you're gonna have a <laughs> 20 page write up on why his slider could be better if he changed his release point. I mean, no, maybe, no. you know, but I'm, I'm wondering, like, when stuff happens, like when Jed makes big decisions, like. Like Theo, what I meant by, you know, Theo, you know, being like a bro-y kind of guy and like, you know, loose. I think he razzes him. He's not texting him like some formal thing. Like, hey, Jed, I just wanted to reach out and say I saw what you did at the— Like, he's sending him something that would be really funny, I think, for the rest of us to see. Yeah. Right? I'm assuming there's expletives like, like you know— dude, you did it, you know, like, oh my God, you traded Anthony Rizzo, what's wrong with you, you know, I bet that would be really funny. Oh my God, yeah, someone should ask Jed about that, if he still yeah, talks can to we you. see your texts? Yeah, release your text messages <laughs> over the yeah. last two years. Oh boy, oh, um, yeah, so, you know, look, that's where we are, uh, not too much has happened in this market overall, I, I, I guess, uh, you know, curious, um, like, just do you think that there's any um, implication, like the Rays signing someone like Zach Eflin three for 40? You look at some of the deals that have been made, some of these, you know, first initial moves. Like, do, do you have a read no, on no, like, no, no. the that, market? The, the, the Zach Eflin thing is very, in my mind, similar to the Tyler Chatwood signing a few years ago, three years for 39 mil. Same age category, you know, uh, Eflin's not 30 yet, uh, he's 28 years old. Like, you know, it fits the mold of gambling on some pitcher to mm-hmm. reach his potential. For Chatwood, did not work out. This is, you know, years beyond that. Technology's better, the Rays have a track record of giving getting the best out of these guys. And for them, three years, 40, that may have been his best offer. And for the Rays, that made sense for their finances as well. So I don't think that, that that's like a, you know, uh, a barometer of where the market's at because deals have been made for similar type players mm-hmm. as recently as even the Cubs shelling them out. Well, I guess I, I was just curious, you know, we hear, you know, maybe the Cubs are looking at Taiwan Walker, Chris Bassett, guys yeah, like that. Yeah, that tier will be interesting. You know, does, like that tier- does Eflin getting $40 million for yeah. three years when, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, he he's had health issues and things like that, like, does that inform that at all, or you don't no, think so? I don't. I think there are different tiers. I think though. I think that Tyone and 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 Bassett operate like uh, a tier above uh, Eflin. Like those guys are, for the most part, established. Like Tyone still may have more in him to get to that point. Like Bassett's established, uh, older as well, and their floor is much higher. So I think that market maybe a little bit more expensive and that that might start to change but for the Eflin market I I think again 28 years old 40 million has been done in the past Cubs did it with Chatwood I don't think it's going to influence what like Bassett or Tyone get different guys all right but that's why I do this podcast with you and I'm not a GM or or at the winter meetings the next couple weeks so you know 
I don't know what I'm talking about sometimes. We know. I know. Um, yeah. I, look, this is going to be fascinating. I, I'm still of, uh, like I said, the mindset that I, I, I just want the Cubs to sign one of these shortstops. You say that every single episode. I just want the Cubs to sign good players. Yeah, it's true. I know. Well, Dan and, Swanson's I, and, a good I, and I think this was I, I and and why I wanted to do this episode. I mean, first of all, they're not doing anything, so like we you know have to figure out something to talk about. But why I wanted to do it this way is maybe that's the way they go, and let's let's talk about this. Let's flesh this out preemptively, you know, before it happens. Because if it if it happens, everybody's going to be very so. What do we decide on, right? So like the 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 situation that happens. I I think that we I think where we landed. I don't know if you and I were in lockstep on this, but I think we were close. Um, I think where we landed is like, yeah, like he he's a good player. I'm glad the Cubs are making moves and spending money, but it's not the preference. It's not at all the preference. And it leaves some pretty difficult unanswered questions. Yeah. That I think it's a worst case are, I think it's a worst case scenario. Like But 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 and when I tried to get you to clarify this before, it's like worst case scenario of the Cubs actually doing something. The actual worst case scenario is the Cubs running out a, a dumpster roster like last it's year. It's the worst case scenario in my in my brain. That's what it but, is. But of potentially at least good or interesting scenarios. The Cubs signing Dansby Swanson is not the worst case scenario. You won't even let me say the names of people that are the worst case scenario. No, no, no you're getting, this is an extreme version, an extreme opinion. It's it's the worst. It's the worst case scenario given like who else is out there, right? Like the worst case scenario is the market then shape out, which I was gonna, what Jet thought was gonna shape out. Like you get into a situation where you're choosing between the a, worst case scenario is that Nico Horner and like Adam Frazier are up the middle for the Cubs next year. That's the worst case scenario. Uh, up the well, no, the worst case scenario is that. About? It's Nico Horner and Nick Madrigal, but you know, yeah, whatever. It actually might happen. Just prepare oh, yourself. Oh man. Oh boy. <laughs> you have no idea how I am gonna be All right. Worst case scenario is not the right term. You're right. I should not that's have what I, that's, like I, that. I, that's yeah. But I'm like just, but just, you know I'm why I'm thinking that. that. Like that's why I'm that was my instinct. Yeah. Because I've been like committed I've been committed to Xander for a while now. And at least right. Correa. So Yeah, I think the especially Correa and Bogarts and Turner, they just answer some questions that Dansby doesn't. And I think it's a little easier to kind of like piece the offseason together the, the, to get to where we want this team to be, even with, you know, slightly measured expectations for how this organization's operating. The, the path just seems easier and more logical if you go with one of those other guys. Yeah. But Dansby is good, and, like, I want them to do that over nothing. We'll see We'll see where the market is, dude. I don't know. Like, there's so many possibilities. Maybe it makes sense you don't even sign Dansby Swanson. Maybe they missed out on so many other players, it doesn't even make sense. Like, we'll, we'll see where we are in the next three weeks. That is completely unacceptable. Dude, I am, like, I don't know. I'm jaded. I'm jaded how the market's shaping out. I didn't expect a Bray to go for that much. Like, I don't know. It's, like... Jed missed on the Wilson trade. This this uh, trade deadline. I'm just jaded. I don't know. That's you where I'm mad thinking about that. I am. I am it's mad December, about December, Brendan. Like you got to move on eventually. But like, uh, dude, like that's messed up, man. That's messed up. Like that should not happen. But yeah. All right. I'll stop there. He's not mad about it though, folks. No, I'm not don't mad about it. Don't put it in the newspaper. I'm that not he's mad, mad about, about it. it. But like, it's messed yeah. up. Yeah. 
so uh, that's where we are. It'll be it'll be interesting. Um, as always, uh, and I, we 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 talk about this all the time. Like when I was in the studio the other day with Cody, Luke, and Ryan, and you know we were at the CHGO office for a, a little friendsgiving get together. We're all talking about it. We're all so ready to do an emergency podcast. We have contingency plans for if Luke is asleep. Uh, you know, Luke is a father and, and not a night owl like some of us. So we, we, we've got it all planned out how this is happening. We just need him to do it. So I would say I would be a little more on high alert for that uh, starting this weekend and heading into next week with the winter meetings starting. Um, we're ready as I said, our guy Ryan Herrera will be at the winter meetings providing coverage, uh, I believe, for both the Cubs and the White Sox. So Ryan Herrera is your guy for Chicago baseball at the winter meetings, and I, I'm desperately hopeful that <laughs> he has stuff to talk about. I think he's going to be I, able I to, you know, I think something. Jed is going to meet with the media. Like, there, there, there should be a lot of good content coming from Ryan and CHGO Sports. I... I hope that a lot of that, most of it, all of it, is the Cubs, and it's getting us all excited, and we're fired up on some emergency podcasts. I want it. Bad. I want it bad. But we'll see. We'll see. Right? We'll see. We shall see. Yeah. So that is what we have for you. Uh, Brendan and I will be back with you next week, or Brendan... Maybe I, sooner. I, we'll see, Corey. I would I love know. to. I, you know, I I like I really like the idea because we were talking about like Luke not being awake, like what happens, um, and I really like the idea of like, you know, and I'm not sure if Ryan stays up late or not, but like ooh. you, me, and Cody. Oh my god! At like you know two Let's in the go. morning, like <laughs> I'll do it. Sleep you know deprived, like just delirious, like talking about like Xander Bogarts or something like that. Like I'll be, wi- I'll be wide awake. Are you kidding? It'll be electric. Me? Yeah, yeah. I hope it happens. It it's I I can feel it. Something good is going to happen at these winter meetings. We're going to be excited about something. We deserve it as Cubs fans. But either way, Brendan and I will be back with you next week. I'm going to be in the studio, I think, uh, multiple times next week uh, for some of the winter meetings coverage uh, because, of course, Ryan will not be there, uh, hopefully be able to join or, you know, report what he's seeing and hearing and things like that. But he's going to be on, you know, the schedule of Jed and some of the other stuff. Uh, So I will be filling his chair, the third chair, for a few of those shows. So uh, don't miss those. And a reminder again, check the uh, you know links we have for our wonderful sponsors in the description and for more information on the tailgate for this Sunday, December 4th, the Bears playing the Packers. Tailgate begins at 8.30, food, drinks, everything included with the ticket. Check it out. Don't forget to check out the Die Hard Level membership as well uh, over at allchgo.com. And... We thank you guys for listening. We thank you guys for your support of everything going on at CHGO and, of course, the CHGO Cubs podcast. Let's let's will a shortstop into existence, you guys. Um, we'll talk to you soon, and as always, go Cubs.